His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masur Ahmed may Allah be his helper said, Today you have all gathered here for the inauguration of the mosque in Zion. Allah the Almighty has granted the Jamaat Ahmadiyya USA the opportunity to build this mosque and in such a city which holds a special significance with regards to the history of the Jamaat. Two days ago, a journalist asked me why this mosque was of such significance. I mentioned to her that all the mosques hold great importance for us. All of the mosques hold great importance for us. She thought that perhaps I have only come especially for this mosque. I told her I have previously travelled to inaugurate other mosques as well. In any case, I told her that this mosque does have a special significance, however, and that it's owing to the fact that it has been built in a city which was established by an opponent of Islam. Those who have an interest in history, they will try and search into this city's history. However, Apart from our Jamaat, no one knows about this city's history or about Dawi. Therefore, the Jamaat has set up an exhibition which sheds light on its history in relation to the Jamaat. Those who take a keen interest in this will be able to derive benefit to some extent from this exhibition. The journalist may even write an article tomorrow on this as well. In any case, as I mentioned, given the historical significance of this city and the fact that there was a false claimant who used ill language against the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and who then later died. And then for the Jamaat to be established here are all such aspects which will and should make every Ahmadi express the gratitude to Allah the Almighty.
In light of the saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, we also express our gratitude to the people of this city. Despite the fact that the council initially opposed the construction of the mosque and rejected the proposal, the people of this city stood in our support and compelled the council to permit us to build a mosque. It is the guidance of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that whoso is not grateful towards people is not grateful to Allah the Almighty as well. In accordance with this guidance, we should express our gratitude to that magnificent God who enabled us to build this mosque. As such, this is not merely a day to rejoice for us Ahmadis, but it is also a day to express our immense gratitude to God, who, along with the construction of this mosque, also manifested to us a living sign of the Imam of the age and the ardent devotee of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. I will also mention a few aspects from the historical records of that time, which shed light on its significance, the truthfulness of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, as well as people testifying to it. The more we express our gratitude, the greater the blessings of God Almighty will be bestowed upon us and the signs of the truthfulness of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, will continue to be revealed to us. Hence, it is our expressing of gratitude that will make us a witness to the truthfulness of those signs. There is no doubt that Allah the Almighty has vouchsafed countless promises to the promised society upon him in relation to the progress of the Jamaat. Allah the Almighty has shown the progress of the Jamaat and will continue to show its progress. However, we will only truly be able to witness and be part of this progress when we become grateful to Allah the Almighty, act in accordance with His commandments and fulfill the rights we owe to Him. There are countless promises which we have seen the fulfillment of during our lifetime. Allah the Almighty manifests the fulfillment of each of His promise at its appropriate time. If this mosque is not a manifestation of the fulfillment of His promises, then what is it? Today, Allah the Almighty enabled the Jamaat to build a mosque in the city belonging to a false claimant and an enemy of Islam, whose destruction had been prophesied by the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, 120 years ago after being informed by Allah the Almighty about it. Moreover, this opponent had announced that no Muslim would be able to enter the city until he had converted to Christianity. Thus, these are the works of Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty proved the falsehood and ultimately destroyed such an individual who was extremely wealthy 
and held great worldly esteem. On the other hand, Allah the Almighty granted the means to propagate the claim of His appointed one, who came from a small village in Punjab and whose claim was in relation to the rejuvenation of Islam to reach 220 countries of the world. However, is this where our responsibility ends? Is it enough for us that we have built a mosque in a small city in America and that the Jamaat has made progress? Certainly not. In fact, Allah the Almighty has made the entire world an arena for the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. We must bring small cities, large cities and entire countries into the servitude of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Based on the means we have, this seems like a grand task. Yet despite all of this, this duty had been entrusted to us and this too is a promise made by Allah the Almighty to the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. However, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has stated that all of this work being carried out is nothing but our humble efforts. Along with this, what we truly require are prayers, for it is through prayer that this task can be achieved. Hence, we must always keep in mind this important aspect, which is to focus on prayers. The very reason for building mosques is to allow people to gather for worship, so that they may present themselves before Allah the Almighty five times a day. So they become regular in the Friday prayers. And so that amidst the attractions and pastimes of the world, they do not forget their worship. If we forsake our worship, then building this mosque will be nothing more than having built a physical structure. Although we will be telling the world that a mosque has been built here by the Muslims, our actions will not be of the standard in the sight of Allah the Almighty that can allow us to reap the blessings of this mosque. Or to be considered amongst the true helpers of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has stated that one should become his helper through constant prayer in order to see the fulfillment of the blessings of Allah the Almighty as swiftly as possible. Hence, it is the duty of every one of us today to make worship a part of our lives in order for our prayers to reach the stage of acceptance. We must also inculcate the habit of prayer within our children as well. We must offer our prayers in the manner taught by Allah the Almighty. 
We must sincerely bow before Allah the Almighty and implore Him for further victories. How fortunate will those among us be who attain all of this and then witness the blessings of Allah the Almighty raining down. If we elevate the standards of our prayers and give precedence to our faith over the world, then we will see the fulfillment of Allah the Almighty's promises to the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, within our lifetime. Therefore, we must give due attention towards our own conditions. Having come to these developed countries, do not become immersed in worldly endeavours. In the recent past, new asylum seekers have arrived here. Do not become immersed in worldliness. Every mosque that is built here should bring about in us a new passion, zeal and connection with Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty will certainly fulfill His promises. It should not be that due to our actions their fulfillment is delayed or that they are fulfilled through others or those who come after us whereas we remain deprived. Allah the Almighty had promised the victory of Islam to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And who could be more beloved to Allah the Almighty than the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? However, despite this, on the occasion of the Battle of Badr, had his fervour, humility, fear and prayers not reached an extraordinarily high level? His fervour was such that his cloak constantly fell off of his shoulders. And then, when Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, submitted, O Messenger of Allah, Allah the Almighty has promised victory and help. Why then are you so restless? <laughs> upon this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Allah the Almighty is independent. Even in victory, there are hidden conditions. Hence, it is my duty to seek Allah the Almighty's help with great humility. Then, despite the constant enemy attacks on various occasions, and despite them trying to cause harm in every possible way, Allah the Almighty granted such a grand victory a few years later, the likes of which have never been seen or heard of in history. Where not only did the enemies bent on taking his life become Muslims, but they became those who loved him and became a practical example of those prepared to lay down their lives for him. They proved to the world that no one could reach the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, without first crossing over their dead bodies. However, those people who were destined for disgrace and humiliation, Allah the Almighty utterly destroyed them. 
The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, stated that it was the supplications of the one who had lost himself in God which brought about this revolution. Today, it is the prayers of the true servant of the one who had lost himself in God which will be fulfilled at the right time and will bring the world to the servitude of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. However, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, Those of you who associate themselves with me should help me with their prayers and actions. Today, we are sat in this mosque for its inauguration and it's named the Fatihadim Mosque. This mosque has been given this name based on a divine revelation and prophecy of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. Upon receiving the revelation from Allah the Almighty, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, prophesied the death of Dawi and stated, This sign, which will be a great victory, is going to manifest very soon. And the world witnessed how, within 15 to 20 days, Allah the Almighty destroyed Dawi in a humiliating manner. The manner in which Allah the Almighty treated him before his death requires a detailed exposition of its own. In any case, upon receiving news from Allah the Almighty, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, declared this sign as a great victory. Today, we enter the next stage of this victory by inaugurating a mosque in this very city. We witness the fulfillment of one aspect of this revelation approximately 115 years ago, and today we are witnessing the fulfillment of another aspect. Around 115 to 120 years ago, the secular newspapers of the time published the challenge issued by the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, in their newspapers, and then also published the news of Dawi's death. Thus, this was a sign of God Almighty, which the world accepted. I will not be able to cover a lot, but nevertheless I shall mention some details of the news as published by a newspaper. On the 23rd of June 1907, the Sunday Boston Herald wrote an introduction of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, his claim, and also the challenge he had issued. It also wrote with regards to Dawi. I shall briefly quote from that very newspaper. The heading which it gave to its news article read as follows. Great is Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the Messiah. Foretold pathetic end of Dawi. And now he predicts plague, flood and earthquake. It further states, 23 were the days of August in 1903, when Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, India, foretold the death of Alexander Dawi, eclept Elijah III, which took place last March. It further states, The Indian gentleman has been well known in the eastern pastures of the world for many years. His claim is that he is the true Messiah who has to come in the last ages and that God has showered him with grace. He first came to the attention of the United States in 1903 on account of a controversy with Elijah III. 
Since the death of Dawi, the Indian Prophet's reputation has soared. For did he not tell the death of Dawi that it should take place within his, i.e. the Messiah's lifetime, should take place with great sorrow and torment? The newspaper then further states by quoting the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, If Mr. Dawi shows his willingness by any direct or indirect means to enter the lists against me, he shall leave the world before my eyes with great sorrow and torment. It then further states with reference to the promises of upon him, But if Dr. Dawi cannot even now gather courage to appear in the contest against me, let both continents bear witness that I shall be entitled to claim the same victory as in the case of his death in my lifetime if he accepts the challenge. The pretensions of Dr. Dawi will thus be falsified and proved to be an imposture, though he may try as hard as he can to fly from the death which awaits him, yet his flight from such a contest will be nothing less than death to him, and calamity will certainly overtake his Zion. For he must take the consequences of either the acceptance of the challenge or its refusal. I close these brief remarks with the following prayer. O powerful and perfect God, who hast ever been revealing and wilt ever continue to reveal thyself to thy prophets, do thou give thy judgment and show to thy people the imposture and falsehood of Dawi and Pigot for thy weak creatures, having taken to human worship and trusted in weak mortals like themselves, have fallen away from thy path and are wandering in errors far from thee. The newspaper then further writes, Dawi at first paid no public attention directly to the challenge from the far east, but on the 26th of September 1903, he said in his Zion City publication, People sometimes say to me, Why do you not reply to this? That and the other thing. Reply, do you think that I shall reply to the gnats and flies? If I put my foot on them, I would crush them out their lives. I give them a chance to fly away and live. Only once did he show in any way that he knew of the existence of Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. He referred to him as the foolish Muhammadan Messiah, God forbid. And on December the 12th, 1903, he wrote, If I am not God's prophet, there is none on God's earth that is. In the following January, he wrote, My part is to bring out the people from the east and the west, from the north and from the south, and settle them in this and other Zion cities, until the time shall come when the Muhammadans are swept away. May God grant us that time. This is what Dawi had stated. The newspaper then further wrote, whereupon Mirza Sahib tersely challenged him to pray to God that of us to whoever is the liar may perish first. Dawi died with his friends, fallen away from him, and his fortune dwindled. 
He suffered from paralysis and insanity. He died a miserable death, with Zion city torn and frayed by internal dissensions. Mirza Sahib comes forward frankly and states that he has won his challenge or a prediction. And he asks every seeker after truth to accept the truth as he announced it. He regards the misfortunes which befell his tragedy in America as evidences of divine vengeance commingled with divine judgment. As a follower says, however, it is not to exult over a fallen enemy that we refer to certain circumstances in Dawi's life. <coughs> Such a thing is furthest from our ideas. It is only in the cause and for the furtherance of truth that we publish these facts. The holy religion of Islam, no doubt, teaches us not to mention the faults of the dead, but this does not mean that facts should be concealed when their disclosure is in the interests of society and a service to humanity, truth and God. The newspaper then further writes with reference to the Ahmadi, in bringing disasters upon Dawi's head and ultimately in his untimely death, brought about with sorrow and torment, Almighty God has given his judgment exactly as he had informed his messenger three or four years previous to these occurrences. This was an example from a newspaper that they have presented. Indeed, this was a victory and a testament to the truthfulness of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. However, as I have mentioned, the mission of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, is very vast. And this is just the mention of a victory on one front. <coughs> we will find true happiness and joy only when we bring the entire world into the subservience of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. To achieve this, we must seek out new avenues of propagating Islam alongside the completion of this mosque. We must present the arguments of the Messiah of Muhammad, peace be upon him, to the world. More so than ever, we must improve our actions and spiritual states. As I have already mentioned, the true great victory took place at the conquest of Makkah. Following the conquest of Makkah, that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and the rightly guided caliphs, or the Muslims that came after, seized in their efforts of propagating Islam? Did they not make every effort to spread the message of Islam to the corners of the earth? Did they not conquer lands through wars? Indeed, wars took place, but wars were not fought to spread Islam. Rather, hearts were won, which brought troves of people towards Islam who were prepared to offer sacrifices. Thus, we must give continuity to the victory attained by the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, into the future by propagating Islam and praying. <clears throat> the followers of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, are counted amongst the people of the latter days who would come together with those who came before them. Did those who came before them seize in their propagation of Islam and the reformation of their spiritual and moral states? Did they lower their standards of worship? 
As long as these traits remained in the Muslims, Islam continued to progress. The Muslims started to face decline only when the world became more important to them. Their standards of righteousness began to fall and their regard for worship continued to decrease. However, because it was the promise of Allah the Almighty to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that this religion would remain established and will be granted strength until the Day of Judgment, he sent the promised Messiah and Mahdi, peace be upon him, in the latter days. After his advent, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, informed the world of his coming and despite not having sufficient means, his message reached Europe and America and many other countries. In relation to Dawi, we are witness to the glory in which the message of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, spread. The seed planted by Allah the Almighty through the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, for the revival of Islam is continuing to grow and spread with such glory throughout the world. Allah the Almighty made countless promises to the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and revealed to him, God will not abandon you. God will grant you extraordinary respect. The people will not save you, but I will save you. Allah the Almighty has made countless promises to the Prophet Sallallahu peace be upon him, such as this one. And the 133-year history of the community is a testament to how Allah the Almighty continues to fulfill these promises. Today, the community has spread to 220 countries of the world. And this is due only to the fact that Allah the Almighty provided the means for its message to spread. Today, the world recognizes Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadiyan, peace be upon him, as the promised Messiah and Mahdi. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, challenged all his enemies and they were left with no choice but to either run or face ruin and destruction at the hands of Allah the Almighty. Indeed, opposition against the communities of prophets does not stop. However, the enemy can never achieve their objective. The same is happening to the Ahmadiyya community. The enemy is putting all of their means and strength to use to bring an end to the community and continues to do so now. Those of weak faith at times fall prey. However, when we lose one, Allah the Almighty grants us thousands in return. Thus, if our claim is sincerely from the heart and we proclaim the Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadian, peace be upon him, is the promised Messiah and Mahdi, whose advent was prophesied by the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, then we must employ all of our faculties to become helpers of this Messiah and Mahdi. We must demonstrate the same example given to us by the companions. It is our responsibility to bring all the Muslims under one faith and rid them of all their innovations in faith and also bring the beautiful teachings of Islam to all non-Muslims so that they may become worshippers of the one God. 
and offer salutations to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Only then will we do justice to our pledge of allegiance made to the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. Otherwise, our pledge is empty. To achieve this, we must elevate our standards of worship. If not, then constructing mosques is pointless. However, we can only achieve this if we recognize the purpose of our lives. What is the purpose of our lives? The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, Humans cannot designate themselves the purpose of their life. It is God who has created humankind, and he states, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That is, I have created man and the jinn, so that they may worship me. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, has elucidated on this verse at many instances. At one instance, while elucidating on this verse, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, states, The true purpose for the creation of man is to recognize his Creator and to obey him, just as Allah the Almighty states, and I have not created the jinn and the men, but that they worship me. Yet it is unfortunate that after reaching maturity, instead of understanding their duties and focusing on the purpose of their lives, the majority of people who come into the world forsake God, incline to the world, and become so enamoured by the wealth and honours of this world that there remains very little space for God. In fact, He is not at all in the hearts of many. They are immersed in this world and lose themselves in it. They are completely unaware if there is even a God. Of course, they become conscious of this when the one who seizes the souls comes to take their soul away, i.e. when the time of death arrives. We, who claim to accept the Imam of the age, should not live such lives. We must do justice to our worship through continued efforts in recognizing the purpose of this life. Only when we strive to attain the help of Allah in our efforts will people pay attention to this beautiful mosque. Only then will we truly be able to further spread the message of Islam and only then will we be able to fulfill the mission of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. And this will not be possible until we fulfill the rights of our worship. Hence, every Ahmadi must ponder over this and strive to make this a part of their lives, whereby they do justice in their worship so that they may adorn their life in this world and the next, whilst drawing the blessings of Allah the Almighty. Therefore, the opening of this mosque today will only be great when we recognize what the true purpose of our lives is. Otherwise, there are countless mosques around the world which are beautiful and outstanding. But those who go there do not fulfill the purpose of their lives. Worship does not merely entail offering the five prayers or a few prayers by simply going through the physical motions of the prayer. Rather, worship means to do justice in one's prayer and to offer it in an excellent manner. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed a person to offer their prayer three or four times over because he felt 
that he was not fulfilling the due right of prayer, nor offering it in the excellent manner that behoves it. Hence, one must offer prayers whilst doing justice to it. Only then can we attain the nearness to Allah the Almighty, and our prayers will only be accepted when one is also fulfilling the rights of the creation of Allah the Almighty. Allah the Almighty states that the prayers of those who usurp the rights of others become the means of their destruction and are thrown back on their faces. Hence, our objective is to fill the mosques and do so in line with the commandments of Allah the Almighty in order to attain His pleasure. What did the one who challenged the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, want? In the name of religion, he desired to have governance over the world. In order to do so, he used the name of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and made tall claims that he would do so and so with the Messiah of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, as I have just quoted from a newspaper. When the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, challenged him to a prayer duel, his end was made manifest. The world witnessed the humiliation and disgrace of Dawi in every regard. Such a clear sign was manifested that the newspapers had no choice but to accept it, and there was no alternative but to declare Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, peace be upon him, as great. But should we only build a memorable mosque and be pleased whilst rejoicing in this great victory? As I have said, we have reaped the fruits of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, and continue to do so. Yet the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, guided his followers to tread the paths which enable one to develop a relationship with Allah the Almighty. The promised Messiah, peace be upon him, did not only make this challenge to destroy him, rather, it was to establish the grandeur of Islam to bring the world under the banner of Islam and to show that now the supremacy of the Messiah of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, will be established in the earth, who was to raise the banner of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and to establish the sovereignty of the one God in the world. Thus, it is our responsibility, as those who attribute themselves to the Jamaat of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, that we will spread the message of the Messiah sent in the Ummah of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, to every corner of this country. We have to prove to them the unity of God. But this will only happen when we ourselves forge a connection with God Almighty. When we excel in our righteousness, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, says, It is particularly incumbent upon my community to adopt righteousness, especially in view of the fact that they associate themselves with and swear allegiance to a man who claims to be divinely commissioned. In this way, they shall be delivered from any of the diverse forms of malice, rancor, associating partners with God, and worldly attachment that may plague them. Thus, purifying one's inner self is of vital importance. And when one cleanses their inner self, righteousness will be instilled within them, and the world will see that signs after signs will continue to manifest themselves. And this is that very state upon reaching which will pave the way to further victories, God willing. 
It is this state that will show us the reality of this great victory. Thus, O servants of the Messiah of Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, every sign of victory ought to bring about a transformation within us. Therefore, make an oath that today is the day that a great spiritual revolution will be brought about within us and it ought to serve as a day of bringing about a spiritual revolution within our children and our progenies and indeed it ought to be. Otherwise, how would the destruction of Alexander Dawi or the fact that the people of this town were unaware of him and that we made them aware of it be of any benefit for us? It will only be of benefit when upon fulfillment of this great victory we bring about an extraordinary transformation within us and bring our fellow countrymen and the rest of the world in the servitude of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, when they become convinced of the oneness of God and are prepared to offer every sacrifice. May Allah the Almighty enable us and our progenies to attain this. They wrote down details about the mosque, some of which I have mentioned already, and the remaining you will be informed about in future. Peace be upon you.
اللہ تعالیٰ ہمیں کہیں اور مسئلے سے یہ مقام حاصل کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرمائے